All right, folks. Hello and welcome. It is 12-29-2022 as we conclude the 2-2 year. Incredible how we only have a couple days left here to go. What a year it's been, guys. It's an absolute honor and a pleasure to come to you once again tonight, be able to make content, helping people navigate the situation at hand, trying to you know bring some clarity to this uh, interesting reality that we got going on here. And it's interesting, once you get woke up to the truth, you start to go down these rabbit holes, you start to figure everything out. Then you start, you reach a point where you, you almost want to turn around and go back and wish you hadn't discovered how evil these people are that we're up against. But once again, as I say, uh, on, on the most basic fundamental level, we have an opportunity to change our lives and take care of our family during this opportunity. That's not political. We're going to talk about what Joe Biden just did today. You know, they, they bring, it's incredible. They just bring him a bunch of bills, just one after another, like a little robot, the entity that is Joe, the Biden president of the United States, I guess. Or so they tell us, right? But we're trying to break this down and then give you guys action, give you guys advice, not 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 financial advice, but we're trying to show you guys what we're doing, right? You know, not financial advice, not legal advice, not tax advice. Please consult your professional. Please seek out somebody smarter than me, somebody like the guest that I had on my show today, Jimmy Valley. Get someone a little bit more smart on your team. I highly recommend that. That's why we have uh, joined the confidential committee. We're working with Jimmy Valley. If you want to understand what the hell that committee's about, go watch the interview this morning. Okay, I, I had a one and a half hour long session going over all of the topics with Jimmy Valley in regards to the problem we have at hand with a debt currency liquidity crisis, and then basically the crime and basically the cloud on title that the SEC and the other entities within our government have put on XRP, damaging the property of us XRP holders and how we could potentially use XRP to solve that debt currency liquidity crisis and also the other roles that these other precious metals are gonna play as well. We're gonna cover that all once again in tonight's episode. All related, all important, and I'm not here for 50K XRP. I'm not here to convince anybody of that. I'm just here to say that there is a, there's a new financial system being built. The opportunity looks pretty freaking massive to me, and I'm showing you guys how I am investing, running my businesses, and navigating my day-to-day -day life in the most transparent way. I'm not a paid shill. I'm not paid and bought by anybody. I am supported by my community, and I am so grateful for that community. And so I just wanted to start out with that little rant about the current state of this deal, where we're at, the content that we dropped today. I'm not here for clicks, views. As you can see, I busted out the suit because my mentor Dan Pena said, when you pull up to have conversations with your bankers, lawyers, accountants, you pull up in your business suit power tie. So we had to get it done. And I listened to guys that are smarter than me, like Jimmy Valley. Um, you know, the members of the confidential committee are real players. And as we talked about with Jimmy, he's done, uh, you know, basically over $20 billion in M&A deals, you know, leading, leading the negotiations. So this guy's a lawyer and he's a deal maker. That's who we want on our side of the table. And so I'm just trying to get people to, you know, join the conversation, how we fix this debt, currency and liquidity crisis. And then we also have another legal battle that's being fought by John D and Jeremy Hogan, the decentralized researchers within the community. And we've exposed the corruption and the actions that were taken against XRP holders. That's why this conversation's happening. And I, you know, I'm not going to shy away from it. I'm not trying to just beat the drum. And I'm not trying to say that it's a guaranteed that the proposal that I have in this red folder is going to be it. That's not going to be it. Okay. But we got to start negotiations somewhere. And I want to be a part of saving this country and helping move humanity forward. 
So that's the background of who I am, where I'm coming from, and the current situation that we're at as we wrap up this incredible year. Master Destroyer, Master Builder number 22. Okay, now as I was saying with Jimmy, I said, I love doing the riddles and the decodes, but at some point here, we have to mature the conversation and we actually have to mature our legal actions, unfortunately. I said right up to Jimmy, Jimmy, I said, I wish that we didn't have to get the lawyers involved, right? But that's where we're at. We have to. And it would be, uh, you know, I'm not here to give you advice or recommend anything, but we're going to show you what we're doing in that regard as well. As far as the legal actions we're taking against uh, the SEC and the corrupt entities like the Federal Reserve, basically the main institution that has hijacked this country and destroyed the value of the dollar. And I'm not here to get political either. So that's another point that I'm about to make here at the start of this episode is I'm not here to get political. Fixing this issues and the values that I believe in are just core American principles found within our Constitution and other founding documents. And if you go back and look at the history, uh, it's without a doubt that is how we created the foundation for one of the greatest countries and opportunities mankind has seen. And I want that opportunity for everyone across the world. So it's not political, it's not left-right, and it's not just an American issue. This is us, the people of the world, wherever you're tuning in from, we're all in this fight together. I'm just a real Joe Blow schmo, but I, I envision us having to make our presentation here. We are dealing with this reserve currency ready to reset the whole damn system, and across the table from us is the bankers, lawyers, accountants of, of these entities, right, all working against us. The Goldman Sachs, the JP Morgans, the good guy Gary Gensler's, and they've paid off the politicians all the way from Joseph Biden serving in the lead role, I guess, of the show that's taking place in D.C., lead role being played by Joe Biden, and then we have the other puppets as well. But without further ado, let's get right on into the news tonight. You know, it feels good to be back in action, feeling like I'm back in the rhythm of things after the Christmas holiday break, and I hope you guys are enjoying it. As, and as you can see here in the last couple of videos here, I have incredible energy rolling into this new year and I'm super excited for the opportunities at hand. Let's continue to stay tapped in and let's get right on into it. I got myself some coffee, some tea and some water. I have a little bit of congestion going on right now. I don't know what it is, but we're going to we're going to get right on through that. That is not going to stop us or slow us down. I promise you that. Appreciate everyone for joining me tonight. Coffee's good, black coffee. Vanilla chamomile with honey tea. Now that's good. That's that's what I need. Because I'm not actually sick. I just have some congestion. But anyways, let's get this show rolling, folks. I appreciate everyone for joining me tonight. Sip at H2O2. We need a little bit of liquidity in this system, in this current liquidity crisis. I appreciate you guys. TikTok as well. Okay, let's fire it up. Thank you. Let's get it rolling. Okay. Coin market cap tells us at the time of this recording, which is about 753 on the West Coast, Thursday evening, 1229, 2022. Bitcoin's going to be at 16,600. Ethereum's at 1200 and our XRP's at 33 cents. Okay. Dogecoin's at 7 cents if you guys care. All right. So basically the market is just hanging out sideways, not moving. But one thing that is moving and it's been moving in a major way, is the major food staples, as I brought up in my last episode, we had to start it off by talking about how Germany's pork uh, swine herd has basically been cut by 50% or something like that. 
Here we have in the United States here, egg prices jump 49% in 2022. Elevated costs could last into the first quarter of 2023, experts say. Folks, it's funny, it's a joke until it's not, until we're, we're tapped out. And, excuse me, the situation, as I continue to say, from the CNBC shills and, and, and what the suits are selling us and the reality on Main Street is a completely different reality. Okay, and and not for one second, do not get it twisted that when I dress down in my suit to go make my case against the bankers and the, 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 the these uh you know bankers, politicians, regulators, and everyone that's working against us, that that I'm not down here in the main street in the real economy and seeing it from the ground up because I am you know in my property service business I'm seeing it and then the real stories that I'm getting from direct messages in the comments how emotional people react to you know. Uh, my red folder right now is a state of where we're at in the bear market and the frustration and and especially as XRP holders as well. Um, incredible. Now, what just happened here? Okay. Sorry, folks. I had an issue there. Clicked in the wrong place. Yeah, so we've been talking about the food price. We're going to basically have to add a section at the start of every show talking about food prices because this is unbelievable. Eggs up 50% since uh, 2022. Now, this is what they're doing in the D.C. swamp situation. Joseph Biden running the country. He says, at the end of a historic, productive session of Congress full of bipartisan results, I still have a few bills left to sign. Take a guess how long it took me to sign a stack of 65 of them. Folks, I, I mean, this video is productive, unbelievable. Productive legislative session. Unbelievable. You look at this video here. Look at that stack of uh, bills he's going to sign here. And then he's going to brag about how quick it took him. One minute, three seconds. There you go. And they're making a mockery of basically just destroying this whole country from within. That is what's taking place in D.C. right now. It's a complete mockery of destroying this country from within. Joseph Biden signing 65 bills right here, uh, as, as he says, a historic and productive session of Congress concludes. What an absolute joke. Now, I didn't get time to talk about it with the session with Jimmy, but one thing that is going on right now, and Jimmy had brought this up to me before, is the Brunson versus Adams case in the Supreme Court right now. If you guys go look at that, it's interesting to see what is uh, potentially about to go through that Supreme Court this next session, which has now just gotten started once again here, I believe. But guys, interesting. Look at that Brunson versus Adams case. Look at what's what's on the table here for the Supreme Court to potentially hear out. But folks, I just want to be clear right here at the start. Murray, we're not here to get political. We're going to call out both sides of this thing. Murray says, the GOP's attempt to destroy Ron Paul in 2008 and 2012 told me everything I need to know about the leadership. They aren't conservative. They don't care about individual liberties. They don't care about reckless spending. They won't change the system. They support endless wars. And that's what's going on here. We got Kevin McCarthy, GOP leader. In six days, the new Republican majority will fully reopen and restore the U.S. Capitol to the American people. Like, gee, thanks, Kevin. I mean, what an absolute joke. It never should have been shut down. Okay, and this is what we're tired of with the Republicans, Kevin McCarthy, Mitch McConnell's of the world, Mitt Romney's of the world that are complete sellouts. And this is where this isn't a political issue. This isn't a left right. This is we got to call out everyone, you know, and if there's more on the left than there are on the right that we need to call out, then that's the case. But we're putting up the same standard, the same set of rules, the same conviction, morals and values 
up against all of these guys. And it's an absolute joke on both sides. Kevin McCarthy, an absolute shameful uh, what he has done here in office as a leader of who's supposed to stand up for individual liberty, like, like Murray says here, individual liberty, reckless spending, they won't change the system, and they support endless war. Which brings us to the problem we talked about today at the very beginning, $30 trillion in government debt and over $100 trillion in unfunded liabilities is just what's on the balance sheet of this government. And they just passed another $1.7 trillion omnibus spending bill as well. Now, this was interesting, this situation that took place here. Uh, I thought that it could relate back to crypto because this is a, a solution right here that should be and could be solved right now by distributed ledger technology. You know, I was thinking the blockchain XDC would work perfect for it. But Nick Huber shares this one at Sweaty Startup on Twitter. This piece by a Southwest captain is fascinating. You'd be surprised how many huge companies operate with horrific systems and procedures. Can you imagine dispatching 20,000 employees by phone call? And so this is from a Southwest captain. He's basically saying that they had 20,000 frontline employees that get managed by phone calls. No automation had been developed to run this sophisticated machine. And basically saying, you know, there's a lack of leadership over the past two decades. But once again, another perfect solution for blockchain distributed ledger technology, right? And I mean, it just goes to show you these incumbents haven't even updated to 2000, you know, 2000 or 2010 tech and standards, right? Some of these guys are still back in the 90s. Some of them, Swift, still using a messaging system from the 70s, right? And this old antiquated system is, is just failing, right? And... And some people are now exposing that this could have been seen much longer before um, the issue that happened just recently with Southwest. But it's it's there's multiple problems to it. But once again, as one of the main takeaways that I had from the session with Jimmy's, he's just said and reminded us all of the investments that Ripple has made into the XRP ecosystem are just a blip on the radar of all of the professional businesses and institutions that are going to be bringing in their pools of liquidity, going to be bringing in their utilities investments to the ledger as well. And, and this is just one use case. Maybe XRP isn't the answer. It could be for sure. XRP can do it all, right? And it is ready to handle all the money. Uh, tokenizing all the value, right? It is definitely ready to do that. But who's to say that, you know, XDC is not ready to tap that in right away. I mean, there's there's going to be multiple winners in this space. The point being, once again, we're seeing the old system fail. Southwest being the most recent example, we see the banking system continue to fail on a daily basis, right? The new numbers, the data that continues to come out. Folks, check out this one. This is a major indicator of the situation at hand. And this is why we're putting out the red alert today, the red alert that we've been putting out for a while now that we can continue back down to the downside in a major, major way. Folks, take a look. Take a look here. The lender of last resort has begun lending. This is the U.S. Fed primary credit facility. And as you can see, we're starting to climb up here, right here as we approach the beginning of 2023. We're starting to make a move back up, a little bit of volatility. The last time that the Fed primary credit lending had reached up higher to the you know higher levels was in 2020. And then before that, we go all the way back to 09, when we reached the peak of the lender of last resort has begun lending U.S. Fed primary credit facility. 
major, major indicator of the situation at hand. The technicals for the S&P 500 not looking good, looking interesting to put it nicely. S&P hitting the ceiling of the downtrend. Tomorrow will be an interesting day. This is from Finance Lot. Now you guys can take a look here at this chart real quick. S&P 500 tapping out here twice. Downtrend continued. We're about to hit that resistance. S&P not looking good and Bitcoin looking very interesting as well. Take a look here. This is from Byzantine General. I don't mean to spook everyone, but Bitcoin has never spent five months below the 200 weekly moving average. The 200 weekly moving average, folks, is a major lagging indicator, right? And, and as he says, Byzantine General says, not great. Yeah, that, that's not looking good. Guys, this is not looking good at all. Five months below the 200 weekly moving average, a major lagging indicator and a big major time frame on a trading perspective, technical analysis perspective, weekly time frame, five months below that uh, weekly moving average. And then we continue on here from Game, uh, game of Trades. Bitcoin has never seen back-to-back -back red years in its history. No consecutive red years. So this is back to from the very beginning here, okay? So maybe, just maybe, we will have a green year here for Bitcoin. In the past, uh, relatively short history, we have not had two consecutive red years. And that four-year cycle did play out. The happening was last year, right? So we have concluded that, and it is looking good. It is looking good, but remember, the technicals are saying that we probably have uh, so, some levels to clear out on the downside. So, guys, just to give you guys a quick market update, I'm not trading this thing. I don't trust this thing. This thing's a, a liquidity crisis. I don't trust any of the exchanges for crypto. Um, and so right now, I'm just continuing to stack and dollar cost average into fundamental positions and, and stack cash on the sidelines and stack silver on the sidelines and continue on with my prepping and my investments in business. Right now, uh, I still am being patient. This thing is wearing me out as well. I'm right there with you. But we have to look at this thing unemotional. We have to understand where it's going. But then we have some good indicators. XRP chart, major suppression. When it does break out, it is going to melt faces. Bitcoin, not the investment that I'm going to be making, right? I'm not interested in Bitcoin. I'm not interested in Ethereum. And I'm not interested in 99% of the cryptocurrency space. And, and so I'm just showing you guys what, what I'm doing. I just reacquired my bag of XDC. I showed you guys that XDC deep dive. If you haven't checked out the XDC deep dive, I, I encourage you guys to do that. Good refresher for those of you who even already own XDC and know about it. Okay. But for me, guys, watching this thing, it is wearing me out. It is hard to remain patient. I wish that we would just cleanse this thing. I wish that the next exchange would just go bust, the next crypto project, uh, SEC files another lawsuit against someone. Let's just wipe this thing clean, right? Let's get everyone washed out and clean so that we can start to build the real utility and, and we'll build the foundation for, for the new, uh, new financial system, right? Now, once again, they are trolling us. By, by making this such a delay, by making us so frustrated, by putting us through a recession in a bear market, and then this headline that came out here today, we have a delay. Bank of England will be delaying their migration of chaps over to ISO 222 messaging, which will now occur on June 19th, 2023, as opposed to April 2023, as was planned. Okay, this is a real-time growth settlement renewal program. 
And this is the Bank of England delaying their migration over to June. Okay, and that's the CHAPS system. Okay, so this is what they're telling us, right? And as I titled this video, the banks have been exposed, completely exposed. So while they're telling us that it's all delays, right? They continue to tell us that delays, ISO's getting delayed. But here we just had a most recent meeting at the FDIC. And I talked about this with Jimmy and, and we were talking about this. Jay Clayton was sitting at this meeting as well. And basically this was a group, a systemic uh, group committee, actually, they called it a committee where they're talking about the current crisis. Now, Wall Street Silver is sharing these, these clips from this, but everyone can view this. I'll try to find the link for this and share it on down below for you guys. But this is from a most recent meeting here with the FDIC and the Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation. Remember, guys, is the insurance company of the banks that back your accounts. The 250000 that is FDIC insured within any you know major U.S. bank account that is the FDIC, that is this group. And they're talking about the systemic risk in the situation at hand. Folks, you got to listen to this. You got to hear what they're talking about. Incredible. It should be accessible when people need to know, but I don't think you have much hope of, of reaching a public that doesn't have a professional need to know. I, I completely agree with that. I almost think you'd scare the public. If you put this out, like, why are they telling me this? Should I be concerned about my bank? Like my insurance. You hear him? He said you would scare the public. And this is Gary Cohn. He was a former advisor in the Trump administration. Same time that Jay Clayton was serving. He said you would scare the public if we told him what was going on. Insurance company doesn't tell me what they're doing with my assets. So they just assume they're going to pay my claim. Right. It's, it's, I think you've got to think of the unintended consequences of taking a public that has more full faith and confidence in the banking system than maybe people in this room do, <laughs> that we want them to have full faith and confidence in the banking system. They know the FDIC insurance is there. They know it works. They put their money in. They're going to get their money out. So there, there's a select crowd of people that are in the institutional side. And if they want to understand this, they're going to find a way to understand this. There's a bunch of law firms represented in this room. There's a bunch of people that will charge them by the hour a lot of money to explain this all to them. And, and, and it's fine. I don't, have a, I don't have a problem with that. And they all have huge staffs. But I would be careful about the unintended consequences of starting to blast too much of this out in the general public. And, and that's the whole situation here is they didn't expect us to be on their ass in the way that we are. And the decentralized media, the decentralized researchers here, we are working together as a community to find up and actually watch all these meetings and documents. And thank God in the United States, we have somewhat still of a rule of law, and we still have public access to all these records. We should have access to all of their calendars, all of these meetings, and we will spend the time to go watch them. You know, And we will go, we, we are going to, and as he said, we would scare the public. We need them to have confidence in this thing even though he's basically admitting that it's bust. Now, this is another one. And as you can see right here, Jay Clayton right there, FDIC, okay? And this is another major clip from the FDIC meeting showing this is going down soon. They are expecting it. And this is an FDIC quote right here. You don't want a huge run on the institutions and they're going to be, and there is going to be. From This was in November of 2022, folks. Check this one out. Jay Clayton sitting at the table as well, of course. Tess. Oh. 
wondered whether there are some market tests of whether you're being heard. And I think about TLAC. So TLAC should spread, should respond to good and bad news about the institutions. And it's really important. I mean, it's a little bit conflicted, right? I mean, it's important that people understand they can be bailed in, but you don't want a huge run on the institution. But they have, I mean, they're going to be. That's and and it could be an early warning signal to the FDIC and the primary regulators when these things happen. And there may be some other prices, this is uh, similar to what Jay was saying, in the market that you can tell whether people understand how the who's going to be protected, who isn't going to be protected. It would be, I think, an interesting study to look at the evolution of market prices in a situation like March of 2020, for example, and see whether people understood what might happen. Who's going to be protected? That's that's what he's asking right there, right? We're figuring out who's going to be protected, and it's going to be very clear, right? And and as you guys see, they're they're trying not to panic. And they're trying to just have a respectable professional conversation, right? Everyone, all, all hands on deck meeting. And how does that make us feel, right? How does that make you feel as American? We got Jay Clayton. Excuse me. Jay Clayton sitting at the table here trying to figure out how to, you know, keep this system afloat as they're admitting that it's about to go bust and the public is about to figure it out. Right. And it's going to be very clear who's going to be protected. And that is why this $50,000 buyback conversation is not about $50,000 XRP and a buyback from the Federal Reserve. It is literally a conversation of who's going to protect us? Who's going to protect our assets? What, what, what legal team can we assemble to help us protect, create the entities, the trusts, to, to not only be able to keep our assets, but to be able to protect them, to keep them, not get taxed away, and then to be able to generate some wealth from that too? right? So we've made it, we're accumulating it. Can we keep it? And then can we get it to multiply? Can we get a return from it and provide the generational wealth that we're all talking about, right? And as you can see, this is why this conversation is so important. It goes so much deeper than 50,000 XRP. Pull up your big boy pants, pull up to the table, just like these guys are doing. Jay Clayton, Gary Cohn, FDIC, they're all meeting. They're all talking. It's about to happen. Similar to 2020. That was a good test for us. 2020 was a test. One of many. They know it's coming. right? And, and that's, I think, why we have so much anxiety right? as we wait. We're getting impatient. Because those of us that have done the research, not only have we seen the documents and the publications, as I'm about to show you some more, while they tell us more delays, this is nothing. They sue Ripple's SEC. Uh, you know, they they sue XRP. Meanwhile, on the back end, I'm going to show you Citibank working with Ripple. All of these big banks and financial institutions partnering up with Ripple XRP. A new document that I just came across from the Hoover Institute, which is Stanford, and then we we have more documentation that's coming out from uh, the, these big basically the leaders in academia and the leaders in banking and payments all confirming you know you know where XRP plays a role multi-currency stablecoin bridge currency 
right? They, say, they use the same kind of terms while we're in this staged SEC lawsuit and they kill us literally through the events of the last two years and the events of the last year as we've been technically in a recession. But this situation has been going on for a while, right? The, the, the economy actually started to kind of turn uh, even while Trump was still, you know, in there when the Fed started to raise interest rates back in 2019, right? 2018, 2019. But nonetheless, you guys see what is underway one year into this recession, bear market, crypto has been slaughtered, and they're still telling us it's not just FTX. This is the banks. This is the FDIC that's supposed to insure the 250000 that we have in the bank account. This is why we continue to stack precious metals, a little bit of the Second Amendment too. Personally, I don't have any gold, but I like gold too. If you got, I, for me, gold is an allocation that I will make once I have more wealth. I don't have enough wealth to invest in gold. You know, it just doesn't make sense. And wifey doesn't like gold jewelry. So, so I'm not going to buy any gold jewelry for her. Otherwise, you know, maybe I'd get her a little something, but you know, she doesn't like gold. So I, I don't own any gold. Silver, Second Amendment, God bless it. XRP, an incredible bag. XDC, I just went in on again. XLM. And then as I've been telling you guys, cash on the sidelines for real estate. Just cannot wait. What an opportunity that's coming in real estate. I do want to give a shout out though. I did see TK with a $20 super chat. I do appreciate that. Okay. But this community and others here that are tapped in on what's taking place, this, this uh, meeting here that's circulating, it's going around the community and we can now see it. It's not conspiracy theory like it was 10 years ago. The system's once again going bust. The liquidity crisis is here. The debt crisis is being called out. And the currency crisis is happening as well, i.e. other countries are ditching the United States dollar. They're ditching our treasuries. And our own banking system is saying that we don't have the assets. And it's pretty clear who's going to be covered. Good luck. Good luck to you is what they're saying, right? And oh, by the way, let's not tell the public about this. Now we have this document right here. This is from the Hoover Institute referring to XRP uh, as an SDR stable coin. Pretty, pretty incredible right here. And this is, like I said, the board of trustees of the Leland Stanford Junior University. So this is from Stanford Hoover Institute. But here's the direct quote right here. It is possible to envisage even more adventurous arrangements, for instance, a special drawing rights-based stablecoin issued by multilateral agency reminiscent of John Maynard Keynes' proposed supernatural currency, Bancor, which would be exchangeable with any national currency. Any national currency thus could be convertible into any other national currency in two steps via the stablecoin. Such an arrangement would resemble the cross-border payment system that Ripple currently operates with its XRP cryptocurrency and is just one of a variety of possible alternatives. Any democratic alternative should allow for private sector solutions. Multi-currency corridors, for instance, should not rule out the use of regulated private stablecoins or cryptocurrencies, even though such solutions might require additional regulations as discussed below. So while they're stalling out, while they're telling us nothing's happening, they're filing the lawsuit, not only at Gary Gensler's MIT presentations where he's calling XRP a multi-currency bridge currency, but at Stanford, the, the leaders in the top of academia in America right here, they're laying it down for you. Multi-currency corridors, private sector solutions, 
and it's just one of a variety of possible alternatives. Okay. Yeah. And what he's talking about here too, or whoever this will put, you know, this is put together by a lot of people actually. Uh, they, they call it a special drawing rights based stable coin. Now, this is why in the, in the most recent 2022 proposal, there's talks on the committee of addressing the IMF, the World Bank. Now we've included the Treasury, which I love to see. When I saw that they were including the Treasury, I said, okay, fantastic, because we understand what Trump did during his administration by moving kind of the reins of the Fed back within the Treasury Department, sort of. And then he brought in BlackRock as a custodian. So they started to rewrite the rules during the Trump administration. And then as you've seen, the, the program kind of has just been flipped back the other way over the last two years. And they're trying to save face as they've been completely exposed. And basically, they kind of just got handed back the keys to the corporation. And the corporation is just allowed to show their bankruptcy in, in real time right now. That's the DC corporate entity that we're addressing in this committee. Now, you know, guys, the thing is, right here, we talk about special drawing rights and IMF special drawing rights right now is a basket of five currencies. XRP, think about this, is a basket of not only every currency that's been put on the XRP ledger, but every other asset, commodity, uh, bond, security, NFT that's been put on the XRP ledger, right? I mean, it's going to be backed by an incredible amount of value. And so I think the XRP is the perfect ESDR, as they call it in the uh, proposal, the terms that they're working on now, this 2022 edition. And, you know, I think it is. It, we have to understand what entity we're sitting across the table from is, is what Jimmy said, because we understand that the Federal Reserve is a private entity that is not part of our federal government. It's not supposed to be there. The Federal Reserve is not supposed to be across the table from us. Okay, It should be the Treasury Department. Okay. Now, what's interesting, too, is to watch the 43rd Treasurer of the United States goes to the board of directors at Ripple, amongst other partnerships and connections with the Treasury Department and other government agencies with Ripple. But I mean, guys, the 43rd treasurer, the, the, the one running the show, the one that should be running the show, the currency monetary policy. Okay, how interesting. What a coincidence. But as we continue to see, these banks have been completely exposed because they tell us delay. They tell us nothing's going on. And we have another one from Wrath Economy. This was an older one. City using Ripple. Of course, it's almost like every bank has sat down across the table at one point or another. It's just a matter of uh, did they pilot the technology or not? Or did they just listen to one of their other banker friends? Oh, it worked good. Okay, we'll wait. We'll wait. We'll do our pre-allocation deals. We'll, we'll let the staged SEC lawsuit play out. And then we'll just do our deal with Ripple for our 5 billion XRP or our, our 2 billion XRP, right? <laughs> But City using Ripple, this graphic lists City as a Ripple user. It is not original to the source, but rather block data tech. Surprising, but City is known to have experimented with Ripple earlier, likely to regard RippleNet use only, not XRP. In 2020, Leonidas found some City exec interviews that mentioned Ripple experiments. Does the blockchain data refer to these or something else? So once again, we have another one. Back in January of 2020, City did experiment with Ripple. Okay. And then we did see that City extended their partnership with Volante specifically for their Vol Pay product. So they're all working on it right here behind the scenes, once again, going back years, years ago. 
And what are they doing right now? We have major Anon giants moving hundreds of millions of XRP. Big, big amounts of move, uh, XRP moving right now, folks. Incredible. This was done in two transactions, okay? Around 17 hours ago, an amount close to half a billion XRP was moved between anonymous wallets. 40 million XRP tokens. And then second, uh, second transaction was 410 million XRP. Who could that be? Who could that be? Now we've seen, you know, they've been working, they've been piloting that Ripple technology, and then they go back into the shadows and they cut the backroom deal. They cut the backroom deal with Brad and team, and it's a pre-allocation. Here's how much of the XRP escrow you're going to get. Here's when you're going to get it. Because Ripple laid out the time. They laid out the calendar. They laid out the dates for when all of the XRP is going to be released to them. And then they get to be the righteous custodians from there. So imagine Ripple's going around to every single enterprise that they've sat down with. They've met with over, I think, 80 central banks is what we've heard. And uh, at this point, they've partnered up with hundreds of banks and financial institutions, right? And they have the same thing to sell to everyone. And it's just a matter of which banks, financial institutions, and businesses are going to jump on that opportunity the fastest. And I do not think for a second that some of these players in the West are going to get left behind. I think that they plan on using XRP as a strategic weapon, similar to how Ripple is. They understand that Ripple brought themselves up to a level of the BIS, the IMF. They created an ESDR, which is issued by the IMF. And then they're ready to do all of the clearing and settlement, just like the BIS. So Ripple brought themselves up here on the world stage higher than the level of central banks. And as they approach these central banks, they have not only the technology to work for real-time payments, but they have the reserve currency. And I think that that's what matters the most here, folks, in this conversation. And it's always gotten me most excited about this is this is not just a payment network. This is a reserve currency that people are just going to want to hold. Similar to me and you, many of us in the community, we're just going to want to hold onto this asset and we're not going to want to release it. Now, the little bag of XRP that we got might not seem much to these big whales that are moving around half a half a billy XRP in a couple of transactions, right? But it adds up. And what does that mean? That means that the XRP available for liquidity for that payment network, for the liquidity solutions, for all the other utilities is a smaller supply, which then means we need a higher price. If we're, if we're solving payments, if we're solving liquidity, that means we would need a higher price. Then it's just a matter of us sitting around with our calculators uh, till the sun comes up tomorrow doing the calculations and the valuations. Now, one thing is for sure, we have big amounts of XRP getting moved around. Ripple continues to give XRP to their on-demand liquidity partners. A couple hundred million basically every month going to their on-demand liquidity partners. But we are currently seeing a gold buying binge. This one from Molly Elmore. And huge shout out to Molly. We're big fans of her. If you guys haven't checked out the interview that I did with Molly, I highly recommend it. She's a very smart lady. And she had an incredible session with me over here on my show. Look it up, Molly Elmore and uh, my name. And I think you should be able to pull it up. But uh, she says the last time, or no, this is from the article. The last time this level of buying was seen marked a historical turning point for the global monetary system. In 1967, European central banks bought massive volumes of gold from the United States, leading to a run on the price and the collapse of the London gold pool of reserves that hastened the eventual demise of the Bretton Woods system that tied the value of the US dollar to the precious metal. Gold buyers binge on 
biggest volumes for 55 years. Now, what's important here, sorry, what's important here, guys, to note is that this was front running. This was leading up to the United States going off the gold standard and the Bretton Woods agreement having to go bust. So a similar scenario right here, the banks and financial institutions are loading up on utility distributed ledger technology, right? And then the central banks are buying a record amount of gold and specifically a buying binge that we haven't seen in 55 years, which brings us to the last currency reset. 1971, Nixon took us off the gold standard. And then you can see what's happened to the value of the US dollar since. Truly incredible, the similarities that we're seeing right now, folks, within the markets, within the stock markets, within the commodities, and the, the overall uh, situation here, very similar to back then in the 70s, and uh, very similar to the 2008-2009 great financial crisis as well, okay? But one thing's for sure, we can, we can watch here what they're doing, and we can take advantage of this opportunity for ourselves as well. In 19, yeah. This led to a collapse of the London gold pool. Remember, they just had to shut down the London Metals Exchange this last year as well. We continued to get liquidity crisis, and then they just continued to break records with the amount of gold that they're buying. And then they lie to us while they do partnerships and deals on XRP Ledger technology, you know, behind the scenes. Right here, we have the announcement that gold-backed digital assets have been issued in Russia. This one is from our friend James Rule XRP. Gold-based digital assets being issued in Russia. And as we've been talking about, these other countries, the BRICS nations, are moving ahead whether we like it or not. So it's up to us to get our act together or we're going to get left behind. The unfortunate part for me is I feel like they have set this up so that the old guard gets consolidated, sacrificed, but the ones that do survive have accumulated all the gold, all the XRP, and all the assets that matter. Right. So, so that this is going to be the greatest transfer of wealth in world history. And that's why I want people to be tapped in, to be preparing, not just reading headlines, not just reading the news, doom and gloom and, and sitting here twiddling our thumbs, complaining about it, but actually taking matters into our own hands and figuring out what action we can take on a daily basis to navigate this crisis. Right. We have platinum, which is a leading indicator for silver, breaking out from a six week flat consolidation gold ventures on Twitter, sharing this. This tells me silver retrace odds are getting smaller as correction is done by time instead of price. Okay, so we got right here, major breakout potentially. You know, it's already came out here and I got another one to show you here. This one's from Robert Kiyosaki. I became a gold bug in 1972. I was a Marine pilot in Vietnam flying behind enemy lines, hoping to buy gold at a discount because the mine was in enemy hands. Found out the price of gold is the same all over the world. I predict silver going to $75 and gold to $3,800 in 2023. So how about that? A couple predictions from Robert Kiyosaki, $75 for silver, $3,800 for gold. But what's also fascinating about that is how he mentions, right, that the, the, the price of gold was the same across the planet, right? It was a currency that's been accepted across the planet. And as we're seeing once again here today, there's a reason why these central banks are stuffing the vaults with their gold. Now, if you guys are looking to make that move, as you guys already know, I do have a affiliate down below, Precious Metals link. Get in touch with my people if you're looking to roll over your retirement 401k to Precious Metals. They'll help you roll over your, your retirement account, okay? But then they also will ship you physical metals as well, okay? They just require a, a rather large minimum, 
But if you're, if you're looking to make a big, big uh, investment into precious metals, you can get in touch with my people. Or if you're looking to roll over your retirement account, the link on down below will help you get that process started. And it takes some time. And as we're seeing here, this thing can happen at any point, right? It's just like the Ripple SEC lawsuit. It could be settled up at any point. This, this, this real collapse, this currency collapse is happening in real time. I think we're all just waiting for that big black swan that, that flip of the switch moment where they're going to flip off <laughs> and it's going to crash even further to where they have to shut down the system before we get that reboot. So for me, I haven't been waiting. I've been within reason, within my budget, within my own uh, business plan and investment strategy and thesis right now, been allocating to all of the assets that I continue to believe in and then my business because that's what's been getting me through this recession once again. We talk about our businesses. We talk about bringing in uh, more money, whatever it takes, whether that's getting in OT, getting a raise at your job. It's not about being an entrepreneur. It's about figuring out how we survive this inflation crisis that we now face, this, this recession and bear market. Although it looks like we are about to break out in the next year, be prepared for another 6, 12 months of sideways recovery and you know them continuing to stall this thing out. It does feel like we're very close, though. That's for sure. Now... I got one more piece of fantastic news. XRP now accepted by top real estate developer in Dubai. And this was originally shared by Wrath of Kahneman, actually. If we take a look here. Um, yeah, Wrath of Kahneman. You could buy a swanky Keturah Reserve home in Dubai using XRP, among other things. So it looks like Keturah Reserve, a development in Dubai, is expecting... USDT, Bitcoin, Ethereum, USDC, Ripple, XRP, Litecoin, Bitcoin Cash, and a bunch of other cryptocurrencies. The Ketera Reserve Payment Plan. So you put down 15% on reservation, 5% after 30 days, 10% after 150 days, 10% after 370 days, 10% after 540 days, 10% after 790 days, and 40%, the final 40% on the handover. Now, I'll tell you what, that does get me excited about, you know, being able to pay, you know, buy some real estate with cryptocurrency. But these developments in real estate, that's a whole other conversation, which I wanted to let you guys know. We're about to have another real estate deep dive in my Discord group where, you know, I allow some of the, the, the people within the group to share deals that they're doing. I talk about some deals I'm looking at, how we're positioning ourselves in real estate. It's one of many deep dive sessions that we have coming up within the Discord group. So if you want to get in uh, tapped in, remember, you can take advantage here, potentially write off the cost of the Discord group because we've included that business development program as well. But I'm now running a special here. If you sign up, Pay for a year upfront of your Discord membership. Not only will you get 16% off a tax write-off, but I'm also throwing in there a free 30-minute one-on-one session with myself. So you guys got a couple days to take action on that. As I said, talk to your tax professional. You may be able to write off the full Discord amount because it's a business investment in your education. And I'm trying to show what we're doing here in business, in our investments, real estate deep dives coming up. Uh, along with some other webinars that are going to be a lot of valuable content coming that way as well. Super excited as we roll into this new year. Uh, but what, like I said, we got uh, a whole other session that's coming out too on, on real estate because that, that's kind of crazy. Some of these developments, these plans and what they've been doing, right? They're collecting all this money up front and they can't even finish the, the houses, right? They can't even finish out these developments. And then they're, they're, you're basically, you're buying properties that are losing value right now, 10 to 20% real estate getting hit 
pretty rough in some of these markets and some experts saying that we could go another 10 to 20% easily in real estate. Some markets even more, right? Some markets have already been smacked 40 to 50%. Actually, it's pretty crazy. And so for me, I do want to bring in a couple more, uh, you know, experts on real estate, people that are doing real deals for me as, as someone who's looking to make my first move into the real estate asset class. I am just chomping at the bit here, super anxious to move, but remaining patient, stacking cash, having reserves and going in with real strategy and a real team, a foundation that's going to be much more than just, you know, a couple real estate, uh, rentals, you know, just much more than just a couple rentals, a couple duplexes, a couple, you know, uh, properties. I'm, I'm really looking to move and, and build a property business. And, and, you know, so it's going to be a major deal, a major infrastructure going to be built out, but the opportunity is going to be so massive for us folks, whether you're just, um, you know, looking to make a move on a smaller level, you're trying to build a real business. Or if you're already in the real estate business, I would love to hear from you as well. I'm looking to actually interview experts in the field and people that are doing real deals. But uh, we're seeing the real ones are going to survive in all of these business sectors that are getting disrupted right now. But real estate in particular are getting smacked and in some areas smacked a lot harder. And so I just want to, it's just like with crypto for me, you know, we, we have conviction. We understand that. I understood, you know, some of these markets here in the United States, just these high flying cyclical markets we knew that that couldn't last, right? And and so they're getting brought back down to reality. I'm seeing it in my local area as well. And uh, it's very interesting to watch. For me, I just haven't seen enough pain yet in the market. I think that there's still so much more to clean out. Just like we talk about with cryptocurrency, we still have to clean out the space. 90% of them needs to go away. We don't need 90% of the real estate you know, sector to go away, but that's a space that is going to be consolidated. And that's a space in some markets that are going to be brought back down to reality. And that's fine. That's healthy. It's as healthy markets. And so, um, you know, like I said, I'm just trying to show you guys every day, the current events, the, the opportunity in cryptocurrency, because I do think that that's the biggest, but then how we're navigating these other assets like real estate and how we're starting and running our businesses to, to maintain cash flow, excuse me, maintain cash flow when we're seeing the price on real things go up 50%. I mean, it's so dang stupid. And, and people say, you know, stick to crypto. And I'm like, well, you know, the swine herd in Germany's down 50% and the price of eggs in America's up 50%, right? So that's numbers that matter. That's, you know, looking beyond the crypto TA, which looks fantastic for some of our cryptocurrencies like XRP, XLM, XDC, you know, once they clear out of these ranges, these downward trends, the massive explosion on the blowout is going to be massive, right? That's fantastic. But in the meantime, can we feed our families? So that's where we've always brought people back down to reality. And the, the, the haters and the trolls that we're getting right now from the $50,000 buyback conversation, I understand that they're just new here. And so they need to learn who I am. You know, and so that's why, you know, I'm sorry for ranting on for those of you who've been with me for two years, who understand where I'm coming from. This might, you know, have been a redundant episode as I rant on about this, but I just am trying to provide the background clarity for people to understand who I am, why I'm talking about these issues, why I'm so transparent with you guys. I believe I'm one of the most transparent here in the space. And to see people attacking me right now that call me a paid shill, I only care about myself. Jimmy only cares about himself. And, um, you know, we're not going to be able to convince everybody and I'm not here to convince everybody. And we're not here to convince people that XRP is worth 50,000. What we're here to do is begin negotiations and we're trying to figure out who's going to sit across the table from us. We got a debt currency liquidity crisis. 
and and you know how can we actually protect our rights holding this currency xrp then our digital asset rights are getting affected as we talked about article 12 take free rule got to get familiar with it because if we don't understand our rights it's it's uh getting interesting out there what they're passing take free rule if you don't make your claim within two two years Basically, you could lose your rights to your property of stolen NFTs, of your Songbird tokens, of your Flare tokens. So this 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 goes very deep, guys, very deep. And you know, I just hope that these new people that are coming on can uh, stop stop being so emotional. Hopefully, you know, we, they can come aboard, pull on their big boy pants, come have the adult conversation, and be a part of the solution, which is what we're trying to do. It's an I I, I think it's you know I have the most amount of respect for Jimmy and the other members of the committee that are sitting at my, on my side of the table, they're working for free. You know, they, you know, obviously they have their own incentives, right? But they're, they're not, th these guys are lawyers that charge very hefty fees. These are business guys that could, could be doing other things with their time. Right. But they're working on behalf of everyone within the XRP community. And I would make the case that this goes further. This goes into saving this country and then providing opportunities and, and, Calling out the good guys, you know, these other countries that are moving ahead. I love to see it. We just covered Russia uh, backing uh, their digital currencies by gold. Okay, we already know that they've gone back. They only want the rubles. They only want gold. And they're basically controlling the flow of their commodities coming out of their country, oil and natural gas primarily, right? We're seeing countries like Zimbabwe that are going to gold back currency. And then they are also holding back all of their lithium, holding back all of their valuable commodities and resources. Lithium's gone up a thousand percent in the last year, by the way. And then um, we also just got word. I didn't get a chance to talk about it with Jimmy, but he was letting me know. He basically got word, and I, I, I wish I had. He'll send me over the source. I, I got to remind him on it. But um, basically, in Nigeria, they're looking to go live with gold-backed digital assets. Um, gold-backed currency in January sometime here. So so these countries are getting ready and they're starting to release the actual proof documentation and, you know, the actual, uh, you know, you know, statements are coming out in some of these other countries first. And these countries are having to move first because they're not, they're not you know, just still having a good time like we are here in America. These countries are running out of gas. These countries are, the lights are off. They don't have water like like these countries are getting hit with real crises on a massive scale on a fundamental uh, just just fundamental basic needs level. Right. Fortunately, we're in a better position here in the United States. Right. You know, relatively speaking. But you, you look uh, the United States in decline without a doubt. And I hate to see it as an American. And so that's where my position comes in. Where, where I, I wear, where, you know, where I stand, I put it on my sleeve for everyone to see. You know, not only do I believe in the XRP digital currency, but I do believe in, in solving this country, coming back to, you know, getting the government out of our way. You know, the life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness is all I want for my government. Please get the hell out of my way. Just let me build, you know, businesses for my community, bring value to the world, and take care of my family and have a good time. That's all we're trying to do, right? We don't want to uh, go about your agenda. We're not down. We're not trying to eat crickets, ride our bikes. And, and, you know, I do like a good bike ride. That is fun. But we're not trying to give up our cars. I still need to drive my diesel pickup truck when I'm hauling a load. 
I still get real work done in the real world from time to time, you know? And so, guys, that's where I'm coming from. As I said, I'm just another guy. I'm no one special, right? What are my credentials, people ask? I'm just an American that owns XRP, you know? I would like to invest in the XRP ecosystem. I would like to build out, you know, help see utility built out on the XRP ledger. And I would just like to work on my businesses, bringing value to the world. That's all I would like to do. That's that's my only credentials. It's nothing spectacular, okay? But you know, we got to step up, and we got to somebody's got to start the the conversation somewhere. And for us, what we're doing most of it is calling out the corruption, shining the light on the corruption is a large part of what we're doing. It's a peaceful revolution in that way. Just simply saying, hey, what's going on here? Kevin McCarthy, you're a joke, actually. You know, sometimes I go a little too far with my, uh, someone called attacks on these guys, but I think that they're justified. I think that Kevin McCarthy needs to step down and move aside. Please get out of the way. You've done nothing, just like all of the rest of these politicians on both sides of the aisle that are been in, been in politics for 30 years. I think it's really unfortunate where we're at here in this country, and, and I'm just trying to fight. I'm just trying to resist, create a future for my, my children, right? And I'd love to see the rest of the world have a similar opportunity. Get off of our currency. Ditch our dollar. Get, get you some silver, gold. Keep your lithium. Jack up your lithium. I mean, I mean that's a whole different conversation, right, on, on where this is coming from. The, the, the minerals and the resources and all that. But um, at the end of the day, I want power to these countries. What, what's happened so far is the West has come in and basically owned all these countries, right? Now China and Russia are coming to the table and they're getting deals done with Russia, China, and these BRICS nations because these other countries are saying, okay, we don't want to get paid in U.S. dollars and we want someone that actually respects us, that doesn't undermine our people. We elect someone... And you guys don't approve, so we know what they do there, right? And that's what's been going on in these countries, not only in the African continent, but in South America as well. And so now the line in the sand has been drawn in these regions between, you know, one side, the East, Russia, China, and the United States and the West. And I don't want to see, you know, Russia, China take advantage of them, and I don't want to see the United States take advantage of these people, right? Some of these areas providing some of the most valuable resources for this planet, right? But um, as far as, you know, their, their agenda, you know, living like a peasant, it's like, no, no, I don't need to live like a peasant. We just actually need to fix these issues, right? Um, my, my, my living is not destroying this planet, right? Golly, they got the damn... Uh, where they have the new emissions BS on my, my truck. And it's an absolute joke. As soon as I get it off a of warranty, I'm about to cut the dang thing out. And that's, that's the BS that we're dealing with at the most basic fundamental level. We got to tone back and, and destroy our vehicles. And, and we're doing nothing. Absolutely doing nothing. We spent an hour here ranting and raving here tonight, going over the current events. Guys, I appreciate you guys. Let me take some questions at this point. Thank you so much. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Greatest Transfer of Wealth with your host, Zach Rector. 
please remember to follow us over on Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, and Rumble. To get in touch, please just head on over to ZachRector.com. You can check out all of our affiliate links and get access to our exclusive Discord community over at the website. We appreciate all of you for tuning in, and all that we ask is that you share this message with other like-minded individuals. If you appreciate the show, feel free to go ahead and leave us a five-star review. We will see you in the next one. Take care and God bless.